So that's what we call Nadu Habitat. It's a tiny house that is not on wheel, but that is on a galvanized steel frame, but with no wheels. Basically about the same idea of making each space something valuable. Welcome to the Tiny House Lifestyle Podcast, the show where you learn how to plan, build, and live the tiny lifestyle. I'm your host, Ethan Waldman, and this is episode 191 with Guillaume Gabriel. Guillaume Gabriel is a 27-year-old Frenchman living in the Alps who has been working for the tiny house builder Ma Petite Maison, who is building some of the most beautiful tiny houses in all of Europe. I've been following them for a while, and I'm excited to finally get to sit down with Guillaume to talk about the designs that Ma Petite Maison uses and how they're different in Europe than tiny house designs are in the United States, the state of the tiny house movement in Europe, and his own personal tiny house story because Guillaume is also living in a tiny house with his wife. It's a great conversation and I hope you stick around. If you're planning or building a tiny house, you might know that the cost of materials has gone absolutely crazy this year. From plywood and 2x4s to metal roofing and appliances, the cost of materials for your tiny house have gone up across the board. Luckily, today's sponsor, Precision Temp, is offering an opportunity to buy an amazing hot water heater for your tiny house at their pre-pandemic prices. Head over to precisiontemp.com and use the coupon code THLP for an additional $50 off any hot water heater plus free shipping. There's no telling what 2022 might bring, so now is a great time to buy an amazing hot water heater for your tiny house at an amazing price. Again, head over to precisiontemp.com and use the coupon code THLP for $50 off any hot water heater plus free shipping. I am here with Guillaume Gabriel. Guillaume is a 27-year-old Frenchman living in the Alps. After studying marketing for five years and completing his master's degree, he had the chance to travel to the United States. During his travels, he realized how much he wanted his day-to-day job to make sense and to participate in making the environment a better place. A few months later, Guillaume began his work with Ma Petite Maison and began his own tiny house project with his wife. After that, he began work with the Tiny Living Alliance and the Francis Brothers Tiny House Community, the Tiny Living Petition, and a global manifesto. Guillaume Gabriel, welcome to the show. Hi, Ethan. Thank you very much for hosting me. You're very welcome. So we were we were chatting in the before I hit the record button as I as I am one to do, and you were starting to tell me um, about how Ma Petite Maison, the, the tiny house company, started. So maybe, maybe could you start by telling that story? Yeah, sure. So it all started with a, a guy named Loïc Boudmeau. And he, he's a guy who has always been aware of what was going on um, all over the world, uh, uh, talking about uh, housing and, and uh, especially certain kind of housing like penny houses or even cocoons in the trees or whatever. And so in 2012, he started his own project. He built his own tiny house in his uh, backyard, in, in his garden. Mm-hmm. 
And so when that project was uh, ended and was uh, beautiful, he thought I should start a company because there are not a lot of companies. Well, there are none companies in France building tiny houses. And so that's how Ma Petite Maison was born in, in 2014. So it was two years after he started his tiny house project. And so, yeah, Ma Petite Maison is one of the three companies uh, who has first built tiny houses in, in France around 2014. And how, um, between 2014 and now, how, do you know roughly how many tiny houses the, the company has built? Yeah, so Ma Petite Maison has built some tiny houses and that also has distributed some tiny houses. And it's about between 100 and 120 tiny houses uh, we have been able to to let it deliver all over French country. Mm-hmm. Wow! And so, are, is is it? Are you working just in France, or are are your tiny houses going outside of France to your to the rest of Europe? Uh, mostly in France, but everywhere in France, also French speaking countries like Belgium and Switzerland. And we have some projects going on in, in Denmark or some of other European Union countries. Mm-hmm. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. So Ma Petite Maison has made some of the most iconic tiny houses that I've seen from Europe. I'm curious, since you did have a chance to travel in, in the United States, what do you see as some of the differences between the, the European or French tiny house designs and what you see in the United States? Well, of course, I'm in love also with the American style because it's it's different. I think because of the uh, drivers, because of the fact that a tiny house on wheels go on the road in France, the regulation is very strict, so it makes them very tiny, <laughs> very right. very tiny. And but it's it's gorgeous and it makes them very uh, cozy, and you feel like in a, a yeah in the Alps in a small house. Yeah, yeah. And in the States, yeah, you, you can see like huge trailers, like maybe with maybe 10 people can sleep in that in that tiny house or no, that's <laughs> yeah, extreme. Yeah. But you no. can see some three wheels tiny houses. And in France, we don't have that. We have two wheels. I mean, four wheels versus six. Two, two axles. Yeah. Mm-mm. And in the US, you, you, you can have three, right? Right, right. So what, what are the weight restrictions? In, in Europe or in France? Yeah, in Europe, it's, it's 3.5 tones. Okay. Yep. Okay. And, and I, so mm-mm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quickly Google that 3.5. Yes. And those are metric tons. Yeah. <laughs> I had prepared that, but I closed all my windows. Okay. So sorry. <laughs> no, no, that's okay. That's okay. It looks like it's about 7,700 pounds. Mm-hmm. 7,700 pounds, which is definitely... That has to be a pretty small and light tiny house. I mean, oh, yeah. for comparison, the tiny house that I built is is on a twenty foot trailer. No, oh, sorry, twenty two foot trailer. Okay, and it weighs about ten thousand pounds. So I would be I would be <laughs> yeah. slightly overweight for for yeah. Europe. Out low. <laughs> yeah. mm. So that must be a real challenge because. It is cold in in France, especially in the Alps. It's it's mm-hmm. you guys have have winter just like we have, but to make a house that light, you must have to use extremely light materials. Mm-hmm. It is the challenge. 
for us you know, tiny houses on wheels it's yeah because we we want to have a wooden structure and and yeah ecological i mean for the environment to have a, a insulation that is good but also good for the environment so it's it's yeah. really a big big challenge yeah and you know i think that it's interesting to me that in the united states because there aren't the same restrictions tiny houses have gotten bigger and bigger and you know it's it's not uncommon to build a tiny house on a trailer that's 30 to 40 feet long and in europe where there are these these restrictions it forces you to be more creative in a way in the design and in the material choice and you know i still interact with people there are people in my online community who still want to build small like they want to they want to be able to tow it. They want to be able to travel. And I, I think that um, it would be instructive to look toward Europe to see how you are meeting those challenges. Are there any, um, any things you can share, like specifically like either materials or construction techniques that, that you've found work really well? Yeah, so there are different types of wood for the exterior um, and uh -huh. also for the structure. And I think this is uh, something really important to, to think about when building a tiny house in, in Europe, because that is what would weight very much. And also uh, the trailer itself, you have to take it very, uh, it, it has to be strong, but it has to be light too. And that could give you maybe 600, kilos which is i think about two thousand pounds or maybe 1.8 and and um yeah that that would be the first thing to think of structure exterior wood and also the trailer will give you some weight to put yeah stuff in the tiny house like uh nice furnitures etc mm. yeah are you using um aluminum trailers it's um I don't uh, Inox. You say Inox. 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 Um, it's iron. Okay, iron. Maybe okay. and and iron, but with um, yeah, it's you know it's gray and very. It it, it can't be. Uh, it's galvanized. By, it looks by, like mm. galvanized steel. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I don't. Have no, no, that's okay. Words. I I was curious because it has it hasn't really caught on here very much to use aluminum for the trailer, even though they are a bit light, aluminum is lighter and won't rust. Mm -hmm. It's just quite a bit more expensive. So when I saw the mm -hmm. lighter, the lighter steel, I thought that that might be aluminum, but it looks like it's galvanized steel then. Mm -hmm. um, and then in terms of uh, the insulation and, and kind of what's inside the walls, uh, one thing that that's been popular here in, in the U.S. is, you know, if you are trying to save a lot of weight is to use metal framing, you know, steel studs. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but it sounds like you're just using, you know, you're sticking with wood framing. Um, yes. And more and more we can see designs of tiny houses and my own tiny house, which uh, arrived 10 days ago, has some... Um, yeah, I am uh, iron or metal uh, yeah. framing to to gain on weight and also on insulation. Yep. Looking at at the Mapatit Maison website, I um, you know, was looking. You know, you have a, a page for your the tiny houses on wheels, um, and then there are 
um, the garden, the garden models or the nano habitat. Mm-hmm. What, what is the nano habitat and can you describe it for, for our listeners? Yeah, sure. Yeah. So the tiny houses on wheels, we say it's um, mobile. And uh-huh. so for people who don't need to be to, to, yeah, to be mobile, they just need sometimes to be able to move their habitat. And so that's what we call Nadu Habitat. It's a tiny house that is not on wheel, but that is on a galvanized steel frame, but with no wheels. Okay. And it's basically about the same, with the same idea of making each space something valuable for the user, for the, the guy who lives in this habitat. Mm-hmm. Got it. Okay. So it's, it's, a, it's a tiny house that is movable, but is, doesn't have wheels attached to it ever. Or so when it's moved, is it brought up onto a, onto a trailer? Exactly. Yeah. On a, on, on a truck. Okay. It's on a, yeah. Okay. And what, what are the rules in, in France around living in a tiny house on wheels versus one of these Mm -hmm. garden habitats or, or nano habitat? Yeah. So then, Everything that is not on wheel, we can have a law or have something that regulates it. And so it is called habitat léger, which means a light habitat, because it has no foundations and it doesn't insulate the, the, the soil. It doesn't make it, uh, it, may, it, it leaves it permeable. The water can flow into the, the, the ground. And so this is something that is recognized by the state. And mm-hmm. but in many of the counties in France, you can't put that kind of habitat. It is written black and white, and we don't know really why. But for the tiny house on wheels, it really depends on what you do with it. If you live in it as a permanent habitat, there's no like the state doesn't know how to put it. Is it a light mm-hmm. habitat? Is it a, a caravan or? a trailer is it an rv they don't, they don't know where to put it and so legally you can't live all year long in a tiny house on wheels on uh, somewhere in france that is the the complicated part but to make it simple it really depends on the project and and where you are in france because you mm-hmm. can and you have to go and see the mayor and also the neighbors to say hey i have that kind of habitat these are the advantages of it. And I would really like to be on uh, your piece of land. And do you agree? Yeah. Does that, um, what's the success rate of that? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, One out of 10. (laughs) And I would say that, yeah, 90% of the people who actually build or buy a tiny house on wheels they go as pirates. Okay. Lands, yeah, without saying anything to anyone and just waiting for someone to knock on the door and, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's, um, I'm familiar with that as well. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's the, mm. that's the reality still for most people living in a tiny house, I would guess, mm. that it's, that they're doing it mm. under the radar or not, you know, not telling, I like yeah. that, as pirates. Yeah. Pirate tiny house dwellers. 
it's it's very encouraging to see in the U.S. that a lot of communities are are being created and growing. Yeah, and we can see that in France too. There are associations and communities that create some um, yeah ten tiny houses on a piece of land, and it it becomes legal and yeah yeah yeah. So, what is the the current status of the the broader tiny house movement in terms of is there any advocacy to change laws and and do this on a higher level rather than on this town by town you know piece by piece basis mm. this is the the mission we 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 have with my petite maison okay because first in 2014 we have created tiny houses and now in 2021 we want to be to popularize the movement and to make it legal and to have things going clear from the governments. And that's why we have joined the Tiny Living Alliance, Yana and Miranda, mm-hmm. and also with Betsy and the Francis brother and Loretta with the tiny house community. We are trying to, we are building, we are writing a manifesto. Mm-hmm. And also we want to work on a petition and we really want to say we believe this and this. And we also believe that it's not the only answer and we don't want to be exclusive, mm-hmm. but we want to say, hey, governments, look at this. This is a solution for poor people to access property or people that are maybe have a handicap to live close to their family. And it's really something you should look at and legalize and use and yeah mm. so hmm. i nice. don't know if it answers the the question but yeah yeah absolutely so starting with a manifesto just to to galvanize people together to to consolidate support yep. and i actually just just interviewed uh john and miranda mm-hmm. and um i think their episode is going to come out this Friday, so November twelfth. So by the time by the time people oh. hear this, they'll be able to hear the interview oh, great. with Dion and Miranda. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So we just learned about Tiny Living Alliance and and what they're doing. Let's face it: most tiny house dwellers want their homes to be small but not uncomfortable. That means reliable, unlimited hot water. Precision Temp's propane-fired hot water heaters reliably provide unlimited hot water, and they're specifically designed with tiny homes in mind. In fact, the NSP 550 model was installed in my own tiny home, and the reason I chose it was because it did not require a large hole in the side of my home like other RV hot water heaters. Instead, it mounts discreetly through the floor of the tiny house and works quietly and reliably. Precision Temp has also made the amazing Twin Temp Junior propane tankless water heater, which can provide unlimited hot water for your tiny house and hydronic heating. This means you get warm, cozy, heated floors, and it's designed specifically for tiny houses. Precision Temp is offering an opportunity to buy an amazing hot water heater for your tiny house at their pre-pandemic prices. Just head over to precisiontemp.com and use the coupon code THLP for $50 off any hot water heater plus free shipping. Again, that's precisiontemp.com using the coupon code THLP for $50 off any hot water heater plus free shipping. Thank you so much to Precision Temp for sponsoring our show. And and so in your bio, you mentioned that you actually have a tiny house. Are are you in your tiny house right now? 
it's not my tiny house, but it's okay. the, the tiny house of my petite maison. Okay. And it's, yeah, it's a demo tiny house, but. Okay. But you also are living in a tiny house? It's been 10 days now. Wow. I'm not the happiest, but probably one of the happiest person on earth living in a tiny house. <laughs> yeah, I, I really live in paradise. I'm at the farm. And I have mountains, snowy mountains, just in front of my tiny house and horses and cows and awesome people. So it's just, yeah, great. That sounds, are there other tiny houses at this farm? Yep. So we were one of the first uh, going to see the farmer and saying, we have a tiny house. We want to come on your land. And he was like, yeah, of course. So that cool. was awesome. And, and then after us, maybe 30 or 40 people called the guy saying yeah we, we we've heard about uh your <laughs> I, we don't know why because we never promoted it or whatever but yeah and so we have a, a neighbor really cool lady that is uh living also in a tiny house and so we are two tiny houses on, on that farm fantastic and so are you completely off grid in your tiny house or is it hooked up to yeah it, it was prepared to be off-grid but we want to try things little by little and so we are hooked at the the, the farm we have water and we have uh, also uh, electricity mm-hmm. but when we will be uh, fully set up in the tiny house we will buy solar panels and some batteries and start with that mm-hmm. and just maybe to have 50 or 30 even 30 percent of our conception that is on batteries yeah and yeah test and test and test things how how is your tiny house heated well for now it's electricity okay but it's a very efficient and and i can program it so and it doesn't have to be very hot like in celsius sorry i don't know the fahrenheit but uh, in celsius it's like 17 degrees and we are doing good whereas in a house normal house we will be 20 or 21 yeah so uh, again, quick Google here. 17 mm-hmm. degrees Celsius is 62 degrees Fahrenheit, uh, which is, I would say that is chilly to mm-hmm. do, set your heat to. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, but it, it is, you do make a good point. If the house isn't drafty, if it's tight and you're not feeling mm-hmm. that cold air blowing from the windows and the doors, you can get away with a lower temperature. Um, yes. So I'm guessing, is the heat a heat pump? Is it a, a mini split heat pump? Or is it... No, this one is a radiant. It's okay. A radiant, yeah. An electric radiant. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. I know that heat pumps are starting to get very popular mm-hmm. here, but mm-hmm. I know that they have been used more in Europe for longer. We, we can put that on, on our tiny houses on wheels, and it's yeah. very efficient too. But yeah, we chose not to because we... We wanted to get rid of the electricity one day. And so we didn't want a big installation. Got it. So would you do like a wood stove or how how would you heat if you got rid of the electricity? I'm still trying to think of it. (laughs) Yeah. I I would love to to have floor heat Ah. either with water. That would be my hot water for the shower and the the dish, for example. Uh Uh-huh. Or a radiant floor heat, but with on solar panels. So 
I, and that will have some inertia. That means it doesn't takes a lot of energy at once, but it's mm-hmm. slow, going slow and yeah, more, more efficient. Right, right. The radiant, the radiant floor, thermal mass kind of heat. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yep. So were you involved in, in building your tiny house? Unfortunately not. Um, That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, with the farmer, we, we, we want to, now that we, we, are, we live on the same piece of land, we, we have yeah. the project one day to start and try yeah. things also. But yeah. And is your house on a trailer on wheels or is it, is it a garden habitat style? Uh, no, it's on wheels. Okay, yep. on wheels. Nice. And do you have uh, do you have an idea of how long you want to live there, like <laughs> uh, forever? <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Now we 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 can see clear that we won't be there forever, but as long as possible. It could be one, two years, or it could be ten years. We we don't know what life's life will bring. Okay. But uh, yeah, we are doing good there, and we think we want to set a little bit because we have been traveling a lot and living six months here and two months here so yeah we want a bit of stability nice um can you tell me more about tiny living petition sure so it's really a project that we have been um creating with um the tiny living alliance uh-huh. it, it, it was we thought we in order to have something that makes sense, we can't write a petition or write something ourselves and then ask people to sign it. We wanted to do it another, yeah, the other way around, like put something, a website, and also with the manifestos that will be an introduction and that will guide people and, and set a framework saying we are in that framework and then we ask you to participate and to tell us what would be the points that you would like our governments to read and to statutes on? Mm-hmm. And then you can sign it. So there are different steps. Uh, and so, yeah, we, we, we thought, we don't know if it, if it will work or if it, one day we will send it to governments, but the goal is to involve, people can be involved in that project. And it's more, um, root grass how you call that when it comes from the people grassroots yeah (laughs) thanks it comes from the people and and it's held by many because we can't hold it with our own hands it's held by many and people are involved in it and this petition for us if it's a success it will be with all the participants yeah yeah well that's fantastic i mean it sounds like things in europe are are progressing like it's 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 behind where it is in the united states but it's it's yeah you're getting organized and mm. you're gonna start kind of lobbying for this change does uh ma petite maison have any exciting projects or any anything new that you can tell us about coming up we just had a, a big uh, thing that that went out is our new graphic identity and also we have our own manifesto Okay. And we really, um, this past six months, I've been working a lot for this with an agency, specialized as an agency. 
Uh-huh. And we are very proud uh, now to be able to be more clear about who we are and where we want to go. And also because we want to our customers and also the, our community to follow us on purpose. Yeah. To think I follow my petite maison because I believe in their project and I agree. And I, even if I'm not customer, I, I want to encourage this. So. This is the big, big project we've, we've been working on. Very nice. Very nice. That's exciting. Congratulations. The, the website looks beautiful. Oh, thank you very much. And uh, even Google Translate isn't breaking it too badly, so I can read it in English. Yeah, that's good news. I wanted to try, but I don't have the tool to the VPN or so. Thanks for this <laughs> feedback. I can, I can send you a link so you can oh, see yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Um, one other thing that I wanted to ask about, you know, just building tiny houses in Europe is, are people able to get loans? Like, is there, are there any banking options or yeah. is it like here still hard to get a loan for a tiny house? Very hard. It's one of the things we, we have been working on is to have some partners that, which who we can say we are holding this project. And so you can have confidence in this project. There is a mm-hmm. company behind, not only a, a person. And also to educate them to say it's not an RV or, I mean, RVs are, are very cool. I'm not saying that, but it's, it's, it's a real house. What I mean is like, if you, if you give money to someone uh, to, to buy this house, it will be his house and, I don't know how to say that, but like, yeah, it's hard in France to have contact with the bank and for them to understand. And Ma Petite Maison is trying to have more and more partners, bank partners, to educate them, for them to know what is a tiny house and for people to be able to have contacts of people who know what is a tiny house and who will agree or not to uh, set a loan, but it will be on their on other criteria than just I don't know what it is I don't want to finance it. Mm. What kind of interest are you seeing in terms of demographics in France? Like the age of people who mm. are looking at tiny houses, and also are they are they urban in cities or rural in the countryside? Or what I really deeply love about tiny houses on wheels or tiny houses even not on wheels is that. It, it, it could correspond to everyone at a certain time and for a certain project. But like an old, um, we have some customers that are retired people and they want it for their own habitat. Or we have also people, families that have children that have a handicap and mm. they have it in their backyard. And so that's what, what I like is also that some people from the city want to go away from the city. And that's what we did with my wife. We, we were at, in Lyon. And then we, now we live in a farm in the countryside. And, but you, yeah, we have really all the specter of ages and also different regions and projects. Very cool. So it's, it's, it sounds like it's, it cuts across lots of different demographics. Mm-hmm. Well, one thing that I like to ask all of my guests is, um, are there, you know, 
two or three resources. So it could be books or videos or people, just things that have inspired you um, in your tiny house journey that, that you'd like to share with our listeners. Yeah. So my wife and I, we, we, um, well, it's not a famous people because it's my wife's dad, but the, it's him who made us uh, discover the tiny houses on wheels. Okay. And uh, yeah, it was maybe a year and a half ago. And then a couple of months later, the owners of Ma Petite Maison called me to say, hey, do you want to join? And I was like, oh, I just discovered the tiny house, of course. Yeah. And then we thought, well, why not living in our own tiny house? And so, yeah, that's how. And we had the chance to interview some people and these videos are on YouTube. It's in French. I, I'm sorry. And uh, I haven't <laughs> okay. uh, translated it, uh, the, the subtitles yet. But Maxime and Fantine, I, I really want to thank them because we have spent two uh, evenings with them interviewing, asking a lot of questions uh, for us, but also for the community that follow us to be able to know more about their project. Okay. And it really was, we, we had some questions like for the, the dry toilets, for example, or, you know, some, some really precise questions like, like that. We were, oh, this is disgusting. Or, and they were like, no, look, <laughs> it's not. And, yeah. Oh, so yeah, it, it, it's more people. And also, of course, videos of Tiny uh, House Livingstone. That is, uh, I think they are uh, French people, but also some videos on, on YouTube of people describing the life in a tiny house. This is really motivating. And also it shows, because sometimes they say winter is not fun for us. This winter was not fun because of this and this. And then, mm -hmm. so we can say in our tiny house, we will think of it. And yeah, yeah, those are the resources. Uh, yeah. That's great. Well, I, I'm not sure YouTube might automatically do translated captions. I'm not sure how well that works, but I'll, I'll, I'll cool. check it out. <laughs> and if, if they do, well, either way, I'll put the video, uh, we'll find the video and put it on the show notes page for the episode. Um, and actually you, you mentioned one other thing that I, that I wanted to ask about, which is the toilets are, are people using the compost toilets in tiny houses there mainly? Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Most, some of them have the separate thing that, the yeah. Yep. But um, most of our customers have just a, yeah, it's a, a, a iron, like galvanized iron uh, bucket. <laughs> okay. And just with wooden uh, pieces and compost. The sawdust, yeah. Works, yeah. Amazing. Well, good to know that compost also works in Europe. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Is it what yeah. uh, most people in the U.S. use also? Yeah, yeah. I think that... It seems that many people have, have switched to using what I call a commercial compost toilet. So the separate or nature's head or sea head, um, which are more just collectors. You don't, there's not usually much cover material like sawdust that you put in, mm -hmm. but it's essentially the same, same thing. Mm -hmm. um, okay. My tiny house uses the bucket and sawdust. And I think that that's in a lot of ways, that's the best simple. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's just simple. And, yeah. No, yeah. no problems, no mechanic, no, just. Right. Yeah. You don't want something that can break when, when you're going to the bathroom in it. <laughs> <laughs> because that would be gross. <laughs> well, uh, 
it's a, it's a strange place to leave it, but uh, Guillaume, Gabrielle, thank you so much for being a guest on the show today. It was, it was great to speak with you. Oh, it was a pleasure. Thank you very much for yeah, having me on the show and, and for asking all this question. I'm, I'm very happy to be part of the communities and to be able to, to talk about this topic that makes me really like, I, I love this topic. Yep. Thank you so much to Guillaume Gabrielle for being a guest on the show today. You can find the show notes, including a complete transcript, links to Ma Petite Maison, and some photos of my favorite designs of theirs at thetinyhouse.net slash 191. Again, that's thetinyhouse.net slash 191. Don't forget to check out precisiontemp.com to learn more about their amazing hot water heaters and use the coupon code THLP for $50 off any hot water heater plus free shipping. Well, that's all for this week. I'm your host, Ethan Waldman, and I'll be back next week with another episode of the Tiny House Lifestyle Podcast.